All right, Chavra, good evening. Good evening, good evening. So first of all, thank you to everyone for uh, accommodating the time change, although I'm getting a lot of feedback now that people like Wednesday nights better than Thursday nights. All right, so... Uh, I don't know. We said we said on the show shayom. So the truth is, it's a little bit, a little bit today, like Arab Shabbos, but something, something that you can't replicate on uh, on Wednesday night. That uh, the energy of Thursday. But Baruch Hashem, I will say thank you. I have a Baruch Hashem, a simcha tomorrow night, and I, I've learned already from the past that whenever I literally try to dance at two chasanas, <laughs> it never works. It never works, and I just get harassing text messages from Chaim. So, uh, so and, uh, <laughs> it was like four messages. It was <laughs> so, so thank you. So this way, this way tonight we could. <laughs> it's possible. So this way tonight we could learn a little bit benachos and. Um, and hopefully uh, grow a little bit together with the PSS. And yes, to all of our sponsors, our anonymous sponsor tonight. What was the sponsorship uh, in honor, honor of? Rabbi Uziel Malevsky, Rabbi Rucham Uziel, and on the Tower's 33 art site is this Shabbos? This is Shamashem. Amen, amen, amen. I will say again, a tremendous Yashikach to Rabbi I mean, this is, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, sometimes it looks like the Suda ready for Mashiach. Although I don't think anything that orange is going to be served at Mashiach Suda, I'm not sure that that, that color, the coloring is off. But uh, <laughs> solid price. But I just I just want you to know we're gonna we're gonna start being mishtate every week. Rupsi does this like of his own time, of his own resources, and mamish. Um, it's a Suda for the entire year. So Mertashim also there's going to be a sponsorship opportunity if anyone wants to. Yeah, see Steve if you want to sponsor Mertashim. Hashem, it's uh, otherwise you're just going to start charging per plate. I think that's the other way that we're going <laughs> to. And there it's Hashem. But really, incredible Yashkoch to everyone, and uh, it's such a so we'll say So we had a little bit of a hiatus from the uh, from the Piyajets, no? and not a hiatus, but we were doing Hanukkah. So now tonight, I want to I want to get back in into the name So we'll say we are picking up on page twenty five. So remember again, just to reorient ourselves a little bit. The, the good news is, although we've been doing this safer now, when did we start this? Elo, I think Elo, right? Elo, like summertime. I think we started it. Twelfth of Elo. Okay, incredible. So twelfth of Elo. So now again, we're coming up. We're coming up, Baruch Hashem, on a number of months already in this safer. And uh, again, we, we've blown a little bit past our timeline of finishing it in Elul, but that's okay. We're going to see, actually, we're right in line with what the Piagetsna had in mind. So I'll say, see, if you remember again, if you remember again, the whole point, just reorient ourselves a little bit, the whole point over here with this, with this Limud is the Piagetsna saying the goal is to establish a sense of connection and closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But the sense of closeness of connection that a son has to a father, not that a subject has to a king. This is constant metaphor that we keep on referencing. Because the, the servant also serves the king. But remember again, how does the servant often serve the king? How does he serve him? How did the Piagetsa describe it? It's been a couple of... Son uh, to uh, a father. Right? A servant, servant to a master. How does, servants, how does a servant to a master serve? Far away. Far away, from a distance. A son to a father is the most closer, conne- closer connection. So, of course, the Piagetsna says our goal is not just simply to serve, because you could serve as a servant to the master. Our goal is to serve with a sense of closeness, a sense of divagos, a sense of connection. And the goal, what's the goal? I'll well, say the goal, and we're going to talk about this again today, 
but the goal is the ability to feel an unadulterated sense of connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What's the problem that the Piaget has outlined? What's the problem that we've constantly run into? That to feel or to visualize HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I need imagination. Well, Piaget said I really need two things, right? What are the two things I need? Imagination and inspiration. What's the challenge with imagination? Quick Chazar, what's the challenge with imagination? Right? What is our imagination often drawn to? The material, the physical. In other words, ask me to imagine my vacation. Oh, I could describe it to you perfectly. Right? Perfectly. I know exactly where I am, the kind of chair I'm sitting, the drink I'm holding in my hand. Right? I, I know I, I could visualize it. Ask me to visualize the Ribbana Shalom. I don't, I don't know. I know exactly what that means or, or where to start. The imagination is often drawn up to the material. So the Piaget, if you remember again, I both say the last time we had the Shir, the Piaget taught us something absolutely dramatically amazing, which was the concept that sometimes the way to tap into the imagination and bring it, use it as a vehicle to come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is how? That when you have a moment of intense emotion, remember we learned this, intense emotion, what do you do? Whether that emotion is incredible sadness or incredible happiness. So what do you do ultimately? You allow yourself to feel that emotion, right? You allow yourself to feel it. You allow yourself to experience it. Remember again, what did the Piaget say? What should you do? See a capital of till and Davin. Right, Davin. Then essentially what he says is ride the wave of that emotion and channel it into something spiritual. So whether, again, that emotion is because of incredible simcha, that emotion is because of incredible tzara, whatever, whatever it is, whatever it is, but channel that, channel that into something ruchni, and that's ultimately, again, how you will establish a closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's, that's the last thing we left off with. Tonight, tonight's year, we're going to focus on Osiyot. So page 25, page 25, in B'nai Mach That's not using the imagination, that's just a feeling. That's, yeah. that's using inspiration. inspiration. That's using inspiration, not imagination. Correct, correct. Avol. So say this is actually going to be a transformative piece in the, in the Piaget. So he writes as follows. He says, Avol. Let's not lose sight of what our primary goal in this Chabura, right? You both remember again, we're starting this off as a shir, but remember, what's our ultimate goal? Our ultimate goal is that we're going to become smaller groups of individuals who are focused on the process of self-improvement and self-advancement. So the Rebbe says, don't forget our kavana. Shalom dain lanu b'machshava kegon zu bilvad shebenkach ubenkach odon machshavos sheishpen sir gufni. Now remember, so in os in os tests. So the Piaget's not described what, what we just spoke about before, namely when you have a moment of intense emotion, happiness, sadness, channel that into something spiritual. So the Piaget says, that's fine, but that's fine. But also understand that generally, feelings of intense happiness and sadness stem from where? Usually something physical. Usually something physical. So really, I'm still stuck a little bit in the world of the physical. And as long as I'm stuck in the world of the physical, I cannot experience that absolute unadulterated connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Remember again, he quoted the Ravid. Remember this Machlokis Rambam and the Ravid? We had it a number of weeks ago. What was the Machlokis? Right? Anyone remember? What? You can't make it physical. Excellent. Am I allowed to imagine HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a physical being or not? 
So they're excellent. So the Rabbim Paskin, no. The Rabbim says to imagine HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like as a wise old man, is Aser. Is Aser. That's actually a form of idolatry. To give God corporeal or physical form, even in my imagination, is prohibited. The Ravid said, it's Mutter. It's mutter. If it helps you ultimately come close to Hashem it's mutter. So the Piyazetzna said that sometimes bidiavad, right? Ex post facto, you would go ahead and rely on the raivin. So again, we speak about all of these crutches. Right? So we have a variety of different crutches that we could use to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? So what, or, or to have this, what we call this machshava tova, this clarity, this clarity of thought, of connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So what are the crutches? The crutches are like the rabbit. I can imagine God as a physical corporeal being. Another crutch ultimately, again, is remember tapping, remembering the day of death, right? Again, that's tapping into intense emotion of either joy or sadness, but that's not our goal. So she said, what's our goal? So listen to this wording. Listen to this expression. It says the Piazetzna. What do I want to do more than anything? I want to pull back the curtain on this thing called life. I want to pull back the curtain. You know, say, you ever, you ever have one of those days where you think to yourself, like, what am I doing? What am I doing? You know, not, not, by the way, not because I did anything. I don't mean like, what am I doing? Like, what did I do wrong? But like, a general question, like, what am I doing in life? Like, what, what am I doing? Where, where am I going? What am I heading towards? Like, and I realized that like, I live a life of, of smoke and mirrors. And again, nothing bad. I'm not talking about abeyance or things like that. It's just like, I'm just so involved in all of this stuff that I, I go through the motions of living. I go through the motions of life. I, I do good things I'm supposed to do, but like, am I living the life that I really should be living? And it's like, there's this curtain. Like there's this curtain in front of me that obscures reality. And the truth is, that's often the way it is with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I know that Yibam Olam is here with me, but at the end of the day, He's obscured. I will say, I will tell you, Rabbi Soloveitchik, Sechetzadevich points this out. He says, if you look at the Chumash, that many times when the Shechina is described, the Shechina is described as an anon, as a cloud. As a cloud. What's the chap with a cloud? I'll say, what's the chap with a cloud? The chap with a cloud is you could see it, right? But yet what? But yet what? If you try to put your arms around it, you can't. So that's often the way the Shechina is. He's there. He's there, but there's a certain ambiguity or amorphousness that exists as well. And so I perceive Hashem. I don't perceive Hashem. I have clarity. I don't really have clarity. It's like there's this curtain in front of me. And I was saying, and I was very struck by this metaphor. I just had like one of those days today where you ever have one of those days where you think to yourself, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? Where, 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 where am I going in life? What am I accomplishing? Am I really the person I'm capable of becoming? Or am I just, I'm just like, it's like, it's like the hamster, hamster wheel. You know, I'm just, I'm going, I'm doing, right? The hamster also thinks it's incredibly productive, right? I did 25 cycles on the wheel today. It's fantastic. Shkoyach hamster, right? And where did you get or what did you do? Where, 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 where did you get to in life? You move the wheel, you move the wheel, but you didn't actually get any further. 
in life. And how often does that? And again, I'm moving the wheel with good things, but it doesn't feel like I'm moving anywhere forward. So I have this curtain in front of me where like, I know that there's more to life and it's behind that curtain. Just like I know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with me. I know he's there, but like, I'm not connecting with him in the way that I should because he's also behind the curtain. So the Piagetzna says, sometimes you know what life is? It's about taking down the curtain. It's just about pulling back the curtain in one fell swoop and revealing the way my life should really be, revealing ultimately again what HaKadosh Baruch Hu really is. Upitom, Tires asks, listen to this. This is what happens when you remove the curtain. What happens when you remove the curtain? Upitom, Tires atzmecha omid lefnei kvodi, sparach pesoch machanei gidol shemalach musrafim. Let's say something, you know what happens when you move the curtain? You know what happens when you move the curtain? Who is there right behind the curtain? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And who is he there with? All of these legions of angels. Right? So literally, one little pullback of the curtain. And suddenly again, the Ribbono Shalom is there with all of the hosts of angels. Va'ata echad mehem. See, here what the Piyazza says. And by the way, when I look at that legion of angels, you know who's included in those legions of angels? Me. Me. Because I have a place of closeness next to HaKadosh Baruch Hu also. I have a makum. I'm a son, not a servant. See, see what the Piyazza just did? He condensed the entire, excuse me, the entirety of our work as Jews into one phrase. What's my job? To pull back the curtain. Pull back the curtain on life and stop being on the hamster wheel and figure out what your real destiny is, what you're meant to accomplish, what you're meant to do, who you're meant to be. Pull back the curtain on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and instead of always living at a distance from God, create a sense of beautiful connection. And when you pull back that curtain, says the Piyazes, what you discover is you're so much closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu than you ever thought you were. Piyazetzna goes on. So we'll say, now watch this. See, we didn't realize like how early on in this safer we actually are. Well, maybe you realized it because you thought we were going to be finished in three weeks, right? But, we'll say, but, but now listen to this. Piyazetzna says, everything we've spoken about until this point, so we'll say everything, everything, which, which has been a lot so far, everything, heinrak em tsoim, lovo lovo ayideihem, Get ready for this. We haven't even gotten to the meat. We haven't even gotten to the meat. Right? Right now, right now, all the things we've done, all the things we've spoken about for Sofra Abosai are only emtsaim. Emtsaim means intermediate steps. Intermediate steps that ultimately, again, will help us to get to the true steps which allow for sustained, ongoing, incremental growth. Because we'll say, what's our goal? Here's our goal. I will say, here's what we're going to be able to do at the end of this journey with the PSJS. And we're we'll able to do, and I'll be able to close my eyes, close my eyes, and literally envision myself at one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what we are going to be able to accomplish at the end of this Sefer. And says the Piyazetz, well, we have not gotten there yet. The only thing we've done up until this point are intermediary steps, crutches, which we know. That's what, that's what, crutches, you know, kind of like first steps, baby steps, 
to get us towards this concept of stopping to be a servant and starting to be a son. He goes on, The goal is to get to a level where I pull back the curtain, I don't need the crutches, and again, I'm able to go ahead and perceive HaKadosh Baruch Hu with complete clarity of thought. Hispashos machshava chazoka, strong thought, nikia, unadulterated thought, to the point that I'm able to see and perceive Hashem. Now, I will say, I'm thinking to myself when I read this, what, why, what's going through your mind when you're reading this? What's going through your mind? I'm sorry? I would think about the snare. About what do you mean? The, the snare that he's, oh, the snare, the snare, right, correct. In other words, so we'll say, so I'll tell you what I was thinking, but you're just saying it better than me, which is, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what he's talking about for one simple reason, which is, I've never experienced that which he is talking about, but the truth is, it's a great marshal. The snare, right, the snare, where like you perceive, but I'll, I'll point something out, what's interesting about the snare, Mosh, what's very interesting about the snare, about the burning bush, which is what? What's Moshe Rabbeinu's first reaction to the burning bush? He tried to go up there and he was said, don't go. Right, don't come. First of all, before it is, he doesn't even know what it is. See, that, that's the amazing part. And I think as the Pijets also says, sometimes we don't even know what we're looking at. It's a, such a good marshal, right? The burning bush, in other words, here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was there. The Bosham was standing in front of Moshe. Moshe did not know what he was looking at because his mind was not yet refined to understand what it was that was occurring. Says the Piagets, not that. So what does Chesh Baruch Hu say? If you notice what I say, it's the same thing. Chesh Baruch Hu says, you know, such a good chab, I didn't even think about that. Hey, Chesh Baruch Hu says to him, right, come close, come close. Take off your shoes. So what do you see? There's stages. There's stages. So the Piagets says right now, again, our goal is to like get to that level of clarity. Beautiful. The truth is, Moshe Rabbeinu even gets to a higher level of clarity, right? Which is the Panama Panama. Because let's remember again, seeing the Piagetna's model, what's the Sne? Remember, the Sne is still what? It's still physical. It's still physical. So Moshe Rabbeinu is still interacting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu through a physical medium. So that's not the highest level. The highest level is what Moshe Rabbeinu graduates to when he speaks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How? How? Panama Panama. Panim al-Panim, and I will say, if you think about it, by the way, that's really what the Piagetna is describing over here. Getting to a level, not Navu, I'm not going to have the Navu of Moshe Rabbeinu, but I could have dialogue. I could have direct dialogue, direct connection, Panim al-Panim, without a physical demeanor. I will say, so you say to yourself, come on, this is Moshe Rabbeinu we're talking about over here. How could I ever become Moshe Rabbeinu? I've mentioned this before, but I'll say it again over here. There is a beautiful, beautiful idea by the Satmarav. There is a halach and shulchan arach. And the halach and shulchan arach says that if a Jewish mother cannot nurse her child and she has to hire a wet nurse, she should make sure to hire a Jewish wet nurse. Shouldn't hire a non-Jewish woman to nurse the baby. Okay, why not? Where does that halacha come from? Comes from Moshe Rabbeinu. That what happened when, when Basparo, Bitya, Basya wasn't able to nurse Moshe. She ends up going ahead. Moshe Rabbeinu wouldn't nurse from a non-Jewish woman, only nurse from a Jewish mother. His own, happens to be his own mother. And that's what the Shulchan Aruch says, a Jewish baby should really only nurse from a Jewish mother. So, so asks the, ask the Satma Rav, one second. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu. <laughs> There's a reason for that, right? Chazal say, the mouth, the mouth that was going to speak with the Shekhinah, 
shouldn't nurse from a non-Jewish person. There, there was a certain purity of the mouth. So why is the Shulchan Aruch codifying this as a halacha? Satmarav says, what do you see from here? What do you see from here? Every single person has the ability to be a Moshe Rabbeinu. Now he, he happened to be talking about in the, in the, in the area of Chinuch, in the area in which we raise our children, how we have to raise our children in a way that we make them believe that anything is possible. Right, that we encourage them to believe that the sky is the limit with what they can account. You want to be a Moshe Rabbeinu? You could be a Moshe Rabbeinu. You could be a Moshe Rabbeinu. So I will say, so that's also the Peter Jesus Ravi. I could be a Moshe Rabbeinu. Not in my Nevoah, because again, Moshe Rabbeinu was a singular prophet, but I could be like a Moshe Rabbeinu and that similar Moshe Rabbeinu had complete, unadulterated dialogue with Hashem, access to Hashem without a physical intermediary, without physical imagination, I could do the same. But we haven't gotten to that yet. Up until now, we're only focusing on the intermediary steps. So we'll say he goes on. He goes on. He says, uh, good. Kilomar, Rak is good. Kilomar, lo hashahushim yachishu kafi ratzonah biachrichu gamasamachshaw lachshaw litzayer. Rak in Muslim, Kislam and Demoschushis. Ach lehefech, hamachshaw tiach, hosheves machshaw in a kia, etzim machshaw below Demos vitzior. So again, here he's describing once again the goal is to utilize the imagination, not to be used in physical terms, but ultimately again, to be used in spiritual ones. The imagination itself could overcome the physical senses. I will say this is the goal that he's describing, right? The goal that he's describing over here is the ability to utilize the imagination in a pure, unadulterated form where, again, the senses are able to be used to create a sense of connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The imagination is not brought down to the physical, but instead, ultimately, again, everything is used to connect with Hashem in a non-physical way. He goes on, he says, Ach lehefech, I'm sorry, good. Achakala masav amata, skip a little bit. Skip a little bit. I will say, look at the last two lines from the page, bottom of the page. Lo shechoshvim anu levatel. Lo shechoshvim anu levatel bechlal es chushe aguf shelo yira ha'adam olam lefanov. So we'll say, so again, the Piaget says, I want to be clear. The goal over here is not to get a person to forget their physical senses, right? Obviously, the physical senses, the physical imagination is an incredibly important part of who and what we are. Rather, Turn the page of Osai. I'm just going to read a little bit. So here again, the Piaget is just reviewing a little bit of the same ideas before. That although often we're used to using the imagination, ultimately again as a bridge, or, or I should say we're used to using the imagination in a physical way, what we're aiming for, what we're striving for, is the use of the imagination in a non-physical fashion. And we'll say, what's the goal? The goal is to get to, to utilize the imagination in a way that we never thought possible. 
Up until now, I thought my imagination could be used for physical things. I thought my imagination could only go ahead and be used through my actual physical senses. And now what I'm going to be able to show myself is that ultimately my imagination could be used for something separate from the physical world and the ability to perceive Hashem. We'll say, now here we go. We are now two, four, six lines down from the top on page 26, right after the period. See, the Piagets now, the Rebbe was such, was such a, a special neshama. And he knew what we were thinking even before we thought it. Namely what? He was like, okay, we're reading this. So I'll say, so how are we feeling about now? Right? So I'll say, this is the time in the shir where like, you know, the egg rolls are almost out, right? The kogel's almost done, right? We're kind of, you know, we, we, we peaked, we peaked, right? And now, and now like we're, we're headed down, we're headed down. And we're like, you know what? I, I don't think this is for me, right? I, I, I you know, I, I don't, I just... I'm not really sure that this is going to work. Like, like I, I, I love this. This is great. I really enjoy it, right? You know, but like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. First, I don't really understand what he's talking about, right? And second of all, like, it just seems so esoteric and so lofty that I, I just don't think it's for me. In other words, you want me to start learning, you know, chazering dafyomi. You want me to do this. You want me to do smichas chaver. You shalmi yomi, mishnah yomi, nak yomi, whatever. You want me to start. I, 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 okay, you want me now to like divorce my imagination from my physical senses and come to a level of machshava tovar, purity of thought, where I'm able to perceive the ribono shel olam just as the ribono shel olam. Panim al panim. Let me get this straight. You want me to pull back the curtain on my life and just kind of like get off the hamster wheel, see life for what it is, see myself for who I am, see HaKadosh Baruch Hu for who he is, and when I pull back the curtain, there's God, his legion of angels, and I'm one of those angels. I don't know what you're talking about, right? I'm sorry? No, no, no. No, no, it's, it's the chas, it's the chasin in me, it's the chasin in me trying so hard, trying so hard to want to be a chasin of the Rebbe, but like not, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, again, it's beautiful to learn, I, but I don't, I don't think it's talking, in other words, it talks to me, but I don't know that it's actually shaykh to me. So I will say that the Pia Jetsna heads us off at the past, look what he writes. Let me be clear. The concepts that we are talking about, although they may be a little bit esoteric and they may be a bit lofty, are not beyond any of us. That's the bit. They're not beyond any of us. Everything that we are describing in this Sefer says the Piyajatsna is absolutely within reach. We have the ability to do this. By the way, this line is the best line in the entire Sefer. This line, I'll say, this is it. This is it. Look what he writes. He says, anything we're describing over here, anything we're describing, we'll say, he's talking about what we, and remember, this is also another revelation. Like, we thought we we're getting traction. Meanwhile, the Piaget said, by the way, everything I've told you right now, we haven't gotten to the meat. Everything I've told you, taught you up until this point is a crutch. Everything is a crutch. We haven't gotten to the real avoda yet. But it says the Piaget, I just want to tell you, the crutches and the real avoda, just to make one thing clear, all of this is within reach as long as what? 
במעט היסאמצוס, היסאמצוס, right? Strength, strength, right? You gotta roll your sleeves up, a little bit of hard work, about Timidus. I will say, what does it have to be? Consistent. Here it is, I will say. Here it is. The Piaget says, what I am describing to you, what I will continue to describe to you, is not complicated. It's not, you could, we could all do this. It just requires two things. You have to be willing to work hard. And he even says, by the way, he says, you don't have to work so hard. You don't have to work so hard. But you know what you have to do? You have to be consistent. You have to be consistent. Growth in the area, in the way that the Piaget is describing, only works if it's consistent. And I will say, we know this in general, episodic growth, episodic growth never works. Never works, right? You have a moment of inspiration one week and then another moment of inspiration the next week. So the Rebbe says, whatever we're going to do, it's going to work as long as you're willing to work a little bit harder, a little bit harder, and you're willing to be consistent. And these are things which don't go against the laws of nature. As Rebbe was saying, all of us have the ability to work hard and all of us have the ability to be consistent. Rebbe was saying, that last part is a hard thing to admit to. Right? That I have the ability to be consistent. Right? Most of us don't like to say those words. Right? Why? Because if I have the ability to be cons- consistent, and then I am inconsistent, whose fault is that? Mine. Mine. So I say, so it's so much easier just to say in life, no, no, no. People can't be consistent. So it's true. Inconsistent people can't be consistent. Consistent people have the ability to be consistent. Now, does, do our consistent people perpetually consistent? No. No one is ever perpetually consistent except HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But consistency doesn't have to mean 100%. Consistency means I am constantly expending the effort to be consistent. And constantly, so in other words, I will say, you know what the chap is? My consistency is not in the results. What's my consistency in? My consistency is in the effort. I consistently expend the effort. I will say, by the way, is this not an incredible line? Is this not? An effort? I feel like if people didn't have like kugel fatigue right now, right? You'd be feeling like I will say. So this is this is incredible. The Piagetsna says the entire success of this entire spiritual enterprise is based on a willingness to push yourself just a little bit more, a little bit more hard work. But that's not the kunz. The kunz ultimately is in what? In the willingness to be consistent. To, to put in the effort to be consistent. That's where success comes. And I will say, by the way, is that not just a great piece of life advice for anything? You want a good marriage? Consistent. You want to be a good parent? Consistent. You want to be a good Jew? Consistent. You want to go out and be good at your job? Consistent, right? Whatever it is, whatever it is in life that you want to be good at, ultimately, again, consistency, 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 consistency. I'm going to speak on our personal level. One of the things I've struggled with understanding is that the concepts that these essays speaking about are up here, shall we say. Let's say we're down here at this point. He hasn't, he hasn't given us the path and how he got from down here to here. Well, so remember, no, he started. Remember, that's where the crutches, that's where the crutches come in. The crutches of the way, that's why when he says, take acute emotion, sadness, happiness, channel that into something spiritual, that's huge. That, that's, again, Nehemiah, I agree with your assessment. I'm here, the Piagetzna's over here, I want to get to where the Piagetzna is. So the Piaget said, okay, Silber, you're down here, but Lamaisa, you have moments of sadness, 
You have moments of happiness? Yeah, I have both of those things. He says, okay, start with that. You're having that already. Utilize that. So that's, and that's exactly what he's saying. What he's saying is, in fact, everything we've learned until now has been talking to people like, I'm not saying that as you guys are Tzadikim, like me, you know, who are at a very low level and trying to slowly but surely build themselves up. Now, what we're missing, what we haven't yet seen, are the non-crutch stages. So we've seen how to go ahead and use an imagination which is rooted in the material in order to come closer to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, right? We've seen how to go ahead and generate some level of inspiration, even if I'm generally an uninspired person. So you've seen the crutches, but you're absolutely right. We have not yet seen the positive steps to take to ultimately experience this unadulterated. I'll, I'll use this muscle now to pull back the curtain. So right now, I'm still standing in front of the curtain. Curtain's still there. So you're giving me crutches to almost like bring me closer to the curtain, but I have not yet found the way to pull it back. And the PHS is acknowledging that. I will say this is why this piece over here, this Osiod, is a pivotal piece. You're going to see it's like a bridge piece. It's a bridge between, we'll call it the crutch stage, and the actual, we'll call dynamic growth stage. I think that you actually did say it, though, because... So many of your Divrei Torah are rooted in that no matter what happens, you're still a good person. And I think that when the Pizessin says that when, you, when you're able to get that curtain aside, you see that you're standing there. You're standing there with Hashem and the Malachim. You may not always feel it. Right. But, but, but you're there. But, but you're there. And if you keep that in the back of your mind, that you may not feel it like right now. But when you have those moments of inspiration, yeah, that's when you remember that's where you're standing. That, that you're, you're really on the good guy's side. And, and it's beautiful. You just can't always feel, well, it's not me. It's, that's what I think you're saying. No, no, but I'm saying, but, but no, but, but I, I didn't think about that idea of, of going ahead and, and thinking in terms of that's a thought you have to have with yourself all of the time. That right, right now, I'm standing on the wrong side of the curtain. And I feel so far, maybe the curtain is not even within arm's length of me. But at least to consciously remember that one day, when I pull back that curtain, you're there. I'm there. I'm very, which is, which is such a, such a beautiful machshal, right? Sometimes we get so down on ourselves and become so despondent and feel like we're so far. And in certain respects, this is like the great dialectic. I am so far, but I'm suggesting I am so far, but yet I'm also there, right? It's an incredible thing. Like I'm actually already where I need to be. I'm just not there yet. If, if that statement, if that statement makes sense, right? I'm on the other side of the curtain already, but I'm just not there yet. Beautiful. Aren't these crutches really part of Steps towards... A hundred percent, of course. It's not really a crutch. It's like, this is part of well, the well, steps. I'm going to practice this night. I should I close this? No, we want to hear about this, boy. You want to hear while you're giving... Yeah, it'll be a little melodious. No, the truth is we've been this looking to stuff. shout at someone this way. Again, <laughs> yeah, it makes a mistake. Yeah, he's good. It's perfect. Mazel tov, mazel tov. So I'll say, so let's go back there. So let's go back there. So the Piazetna goes on. He says, he says as follows. He says, He says, Hey, so get ready for this. He says, This piece is so validating. He says, So I'll say, this, this is it. How do I get myself to, to a level that neither I nor my friends have ever gotten to? Not that you really know where your friend is spiritually holding, right? But Lamai's like, how do I get myself to a level that, that I don't... That, I can't measure. I, I don't, I don't, I was going to say, we could translate the words of the Piagets, no? But part of what's so incredibly complicating over here is an inability to fully comprehend at the end of the day 
what the Piagetna is discussing. So how, how do I, how do I, how do I understand it? So the Piagetna says, look, but say, here it is. Lo lo so we'll say, says the Piagetna, like a good rabbi, says the most important thing is al right? Don't despair. Don't despair, right? Don't be, don't, don't give up hope. Komadrega gidola vichomida ila asher tishma lo mimena. I will say, you know, what happens sometimes? Sometimes we go ahead and we hear about these lofty and incredible levels. And what occurs? I say to myself, consciously, subconsciously, not for me. Not for me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to make it there. And we have yeyosh. Yeah, yeah, I'll say, what's Yeish? How do you translate Yeish? Give up. Despair. Despair, right? I, I despair of accomplishing. I give up. I give up. The Rebbe says, whatever lofty levels we're outlining over here, no matter how far you think it is from you, do not despair. Don't have any Yeish. Rock. Look what he writes. Tachmot osan Want it. They will say, no, isn't this the way like we walk away from every share with the Piazzatsna? You know what? It could be that I don't understand a lot of the stuff that he's saying, but you know what I know? Is I want it. Whatever he's describing, I want it. Even if I don't understand it, I want it. Says the Piazzatsna, don't give up. These lines are incredible. See, so many people. So many people have failed to actualize their potential and rise to the levels in which they are capable of rising to. Why? Why? Because they gave up on themselves. I will say, nine out of ten times in life, when we fail, it's not because we can't handle what's happening. It's not because the circumstances are too overwhelming, but rather nine out of 10 times, maybe even 10 out of 10 times, it's because we give up. You know what I'll say? Rabbi Nachman says in the Kutim Aran, the Rabbi says, Ein shum yeyosh ba'olam klal. The Rabbi says, there is no yeyosh in this world. You're not allowed to despair. You're not allowed to give up hope. Because the moment a person gives up hope on themselves, that's it. And says the Piazetzna. Says the Piazetzna. But say, you see this line? Kihar Let's just translate it. Many people, Kvar Ne'evdu, have been lost. Velo alu alamatsav, shayumuksharnelav, and have not actualized the potential. Literally, have not risen to the level they are capable of rising to. Rak mipnei hayeyosh hazeh. Only because of Yeyosh. Because they gave up on themselves. She yisodo atzlos. Israshlos v'yitzahara. So I'll say it's interesting. He says, you know, Yeyosh itself is a combination of things. Yeyosh is a result of the Yitzhara, but Yeyosh is also a result of laziness. Sometimes I'm saying a person suffers from atzlos, right? No one really likes to say they're lazy. So instead, what do we say instead of saying I'm lazy? What do I say? What do I say? It's too hard. I can't do it. I can't do it. So I can't do it and I'm lazy are often synonymous. Are often synonymous. Says the Piazetzna, how many times do people end up losing out on actualization of potential simply because they give up on themselves? And if both say, listen to this, says the Piazetzna, if only people were courageous enough to put one foot in front of the other, just move forward a little bit at a time, la'at, la'at, 
we wouldn't lose all of our light, right? We, would, we wouldn't, I'm sorry, we wouldn't waste all of our days. I will say, you know what refesh is? Refesh is like garbage or manure, right? I wouldn't end up spending my life in the dumps if literally I just had the courage to take one step. I will say, you know, it's an amazing thing. What do people do? Human nature is so complex. It's so simple, yet it's so complex. I will say, what do we do, right? Most people, if you're not guaranteed success at something, what do most people do? Right? Don't can't do it. Why, why can't you do it? Uh, it's, it's too, too hard, too difficult. To do this. Why? Because I'm afraid of failure. So I'm afraid to try something that I'm not guaranteed at success. That's why most people kind of hover at mediocrity. Because most of us could do mediocrity very well. I could be excellent at mediocrity. I might be the, like, the most incredible person at mediocrity. I, I could hover at mediocrity. I could own mediocrity, right? What's David? I could crush mediocrity, right? I've crushed mediocrity, right? That I could do. Why? Because I'm scared. What am I scared of? I know I could do more, but I'm scared I'm going to fail. I'm scared to put one foot in front of the other, try a little bit harder each time, and maybe accomplish it, because maybe I'll accomplish something greater, or maybe I'll fall flat on my face. Says the Piaget, It will say, if only we were a little bit more courageous to try to put one foot in front of the other, we wouldn't miss all of the light and all of the holiness which, which is prepared for us. So I will say, so again, so the Piaget, I will say, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on over here. Right? So the Piaget, the Piaget is telling us that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he says, number one, don't, right now, up until I've only described to you the crutches, the first steps, the first steps. We haven't gotten to the meat, to what it really means ultimately, again, to push things forward and ultimately establish, become true b'nei mach shavatova. The Piaget says, but in order to move to this next level, number one, you can't be afraid, right? You can't be afraid. He says, you have to be, well, I should say, you have to be willing to, number one, work a little harder, Number two, be consistent, right? Furthermore, he says, at the end of the day, do not have yeish. Don't be afraid of failure. Just put one foot in front of the other and resist the temptation to hover at mediocrity. Find the courage just to push yourself a little bit further, a little bit forward, and you will be surprised what you could accomplish as a person. Let's finish off the section. Here we go. This is incredible. Let's say, look what he writes. Lachain. By the way, this is actually a very validating piece. As you see in just a second, lachain es kuntras hachavraya kedusha shalana. So we'll say, see now this kuntras, right? This booklet, this little booklet, the Piyazesta said that he wrote for a group of his talmidim who were interested in personalistic growth. He says lo tifter bekriya greida bilvad raktilam deu benachas. Look what the Piyazesta writes: Do not sit down and read it quickly; rather, learn it slowly. I feel this is the first piece of the Sefer that we are actually fulfilling. Right? You know what I'm saying, right? We are doing this, right? And I will say, no, it's very valid, actually. Piaget says, this, this, it is, it's a quick read. In other words, you could read through it quickly. The Piaget says, that's not what this is. This isn't the Reader's Digest of Spirituality. Read this slowly. Read it slowly. Don't just review it once. Read each section and provide a little bit of time of thought for each section. Look what he writes. Go ahead and divide it up over a couple of days. Or again, to adapt that, divide it up over a couple of months. Right? Take your time. And by the way, if you already finished it, 
Tishanehu v'tashalshehu. Read it a second, learn it a second time. Learn it a third time. What's it? The Piyajas says is, it's in, quote unquote an easy read, but the problem is if you read it quickly, you often miss out on so many of the beautiful nuances. So take your time. Take your time. Roll it around the spiritual palate. Take the time to ingest the profound lessons that the Rebbe is teaching us. A person person has many different parts of his body. But no one part of his body contains the entirety of his life force. Right? And the only entirety of a person is made up by the totality of all the parts of his body. So we'll say the Piaget's then now compares this work, it's like the parts of the body. So just like each part of the body is necessary to make up the whole, each lesson contained in this Sefer is necessary to make up the spiritual whole. And therefore, when you study one part of the Sefer, you're seeing one limb. You're seeing one limb, right? You're seeing one part of the body. Let's say page 27, let's finish up. And therefore, we'll say, again, the power of this Sefer is the ability to bring all of the lessons together. And we'll say, then, after we learn it all, bring all the lessons together, then we'll see one united goal, one united purpose. But I will say again, what this requires ultimately again is the criteria ultimately that we outlined as being part of the Shevra. So we'll remember again, in the beginning of the Sefer, the Piazetna outlined a number of criteria which we're going to review again in our next year, and those criteria ultimately again were about no politics, Right? individuals who are interested in personal growth, individuals who are willing to be vulnerable, individuals who are willing to be honest. So we'll say, if we bring this piece together, and this is a major bridge piece, what the Piazestan says is, again, up until now, I've given you the crutches. I've given you the crutches as how to utilize imagination and how to utilize inspiration. What's our goal, I will say? What's our goal? Our goal is to be able to use imagination and inspiration without having to tap into anything physical and just be able to almost recreate that panim al panim experience of Moshe Rabbeinu in our own lives. But says the Piagets, no? What does it require? Number one, it's going to require some additional effort. Number two, it's going to require consistency. Number three, the Piagets says, no yeyush. You can't give up on yourself. You can't be scared of failure and you have to be willing to live a life of putting one step in front of the other and growing just a little bit at a time with absolutely no guarantees of success. And says the Piazetzna, we learn this safer, we're going to review this safer. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that's ultimately how we accomplish growth. So I will say, we'll stop over here for tonight. What I want to leave you with is as follows. Because I will say one of the things that we have to start doing now as, as we transition a little bit as we, is, is to begin to figure out like the homework, essentially. As I will say, because as you see what the Piazetzna said is that halacha lamaisa, so success in this endeavor comes from a little bit of extra work and consistency, which means that every week we have to do a little, we have to do a little bit of work. So I will say, I, I would suggest Based on what, based on what the Piagetsna wrote, the Piagetsna said that there are things in life 
that we have not accomplished because we feel that they are simply beyond us. They're simply beyond us. They're simply, they're simply right too far from us. So we'll say perhaps, perhaps the avota for this week is to think about in our lives, what things have we not done? Right? What opportunities have we let pass by? What things have we not taken advantage of because we quote unquote feel they're too above us? Now the Piaget says the truth is if you're honest, when you say something is too above you, what are you really saying? What are you really what am I really saying? Right? I'm too lazy or I'm scared of failure. I'm scared either lazy or scared of failure. Any one could be correct. So I'll say perhaps our avod of this week is to Try to figure out, like, what is the one or two things in life that we are truly capable of doing, but have convinced ourselves that are too far, too beyond, or too above us, either because we're lazy or because we're just scared. And I will say, maybe our avod is to go back and revisit those things and try to reclaim one of those things. Identify one thing in life that you've convinced yourself is too difficult, too far, too beyond you, and now that the Piaget says, tell me, come on, that's not true. Let's be honest, that's not true. It's either because I'm just scared of failing, I'm scared of putting one foot in front of the other, or I'm just maybe a little bit too lazy. And I've always identifying one part and reclaiming that and making that thing happen for you in the coming week. That's our homework, I will say. That's our avoda, And that's what we need in order to transition from what we'll call the crutch phase ultimately, again, to the dynamic growth phase. So, also, we'll stop over for tonight. have to apologize in advance. There's no shear next week. I'm out of town next week, so which is why even the homework becomes a little... Unless my plans change, there's a slight chance I'm going to be here Thursday, but chance, as in now, I'm not going to be here Thursday. But, so, Merit Hashem, again, I'll keep everybody posted on the, on the chat. And I'll say, tremendous Yashikach, it is, t- tell me, it is so good to be back with our Rebbe, right? So we miss them. We miss the Rebbe. Right? So good to be back to the Rebbe. And again, Halavai. Halavai, we'll say, these are, as we call, Dvarim Ha'on These are transformative life lessons. The challenge is, it can't end when we walk out the door. I will say, these are the kind of things. That, and that's why we're going to start with the homework now, because it's the homework, it's the homework, and maybe we'll even start calling on people during Shir to ask who did their homework, right? What did you do for your homework, right? How did you end it, right? We can start sharing. We start sharing. But I will say, but again, that, that's really the avod because otherwise, it just becomes another shin. I will say, what happens in most shiurim? Let's be honest, what happens in most shiurim? I go to shir, it's great, and then what? Right? We're done. We're on to something else. I will say, that's not this kind of safer. This is the kind of safer that I learn. And then again, it becomes part of who I am, becomes my part of my neshama. But the only way to keep it with you as you walk out of those doors is Amir Hashem, first of all, obviously, to review, but also to do the homework. So I will say, Amir Hashem, lessons of the PSS that should inspire us. And over the course of the coming week, we should think about that thing in life that we did not take advantage of because we thought it was too far beyond us. Recognize that's not true. It's not true. Sometimes I'm just a scared little boy. I go through a lot of life being a scared little boy. Or sometimes, again, I'm just like a little too lazy. Identify it, reclaim it, and show yourself that nothing is really beyond your ability. All right, they both say, Shkoyach. Marif, Marif, Marif.